it's the real hip hop. Peace. This is Sharon Shabazz, and you're listening to the RealHipHop.com podcast. In this episode, I talk to producer Saint and MC M Ski, otherwise known as The Good People. The group spent 2022 releasing a single each month, which culminated in an album compiling those singles called A Good Year. On this show, I talk to the good people about their unwavering brand of hip-hop, the love they have for their diehard fans, and their new album, A Good Year. Did you guys have a concept for a good year in mind before you started releasing singles? Saint, you want to answer that? Yeah, well, the, yeah, the concept was we went into the new year, we wanted to do something different. I noticed the way the landscape is in hip hop and music now, everybody has very short attention spans. Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of, you know, people put out full length albums, you just play for a few days and people move on to the next thing and think about all the effort and time that they put into that album. Now people are missing out on uh, probably some of the, maybe some of the music or going back and listening to it a few times, just missing out completely on it. So we thought, let's put it out in doses, basically put an album out in doses, so people can catch everything let the, let it marinate for a month in one song, then move on to the next, and then at the end of the year, put it all in one place, and you can listen to how the whole project sounded. So that was really the idea. That the single concept reminds me of the '80s, like when you would hear like four singles before an album came out. I feel mm-hmm. like pa- didn't Peyton Full come out like that? Like it was like, you know, uh, my melody, and I know you got soul. I feel like. That's a, that's an old school way of doing things. Absolutely. Um, you know, we're from the old school. <laughs> um, analog era, baby. Um, you know, even that the the age of of uh, the remix, the remix is totally different now. The remix was you would maybe even maybe get three different mixes for oh, one yeah. song on one 12 inch. You know what I'm saying? But now the remixes take the same beat and put other lyrics on the same it's it's all wild man it's it's wild now but we choose to follow that old template because i mean that's what's always worked and you know with the music that's being put out now it's so disposable it's crazy but um you know we we hold up we hold true to our sound that hip-hop soul goodness and um we have never wavered man i mean we continue to just put out that quality even though it sounds like it's from back then it's is from now. You know, I never thought about that remix thing. My mind is just blown. It totally is like the same beat with just features. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, like it's, but I'm saying my thing is who is driving, who is taking control and, 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 and setting limits to no, nah, we're not going to accept that. Nobody. It's open game now, bro. So, you know, getting back to the singles thing, like it's it's much easier to focus on, okay, this is a concept or this is just a joint for the month. Boom, put it out there. Obviously, people are gonna listen to it a couple of times and like Saint said, move on. But 
it's like, okay, boom, we hit with the second one. Then it's like, oh, wait, oh, here's another one. And then you start putting them together if you follow what you really love. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, there are people out there that really love our music. So it's like, for them, it's like, oh, damn, wow, these are gems. You know, I wish everybody else would catch up. But, you know, that's the way that we kind of choose to put out music now because, you know, there's no sense in making 18 songs and 26 skits. Because <laughs> nobody's going... No, nobody's going to really pay attention like that, you know? And I think that uh, something else I thought was cool about it is that we didn't make an album, like the full album, and then put out songs every month. We did it each month. Was each song. We're very in the moment. So we put out the single. It's like, all right, time to stop. We're going to work on next month's single. So actually those months where we put the single out, or those months we actually worked on the song, it was kind of very in the moment of where we were at that time um, you know, during the year. So none of these songs were songs in the stash? Nothing. Everything was, no. and I, and I, every song was made every month. We made a song a month. And so. I'm going to give you another gem, too. Shane and I have not seen each other in a, a very long time, like in the same room. So obviously, this is all done off of vibes. Like, he'll create a beat, send it to me. You know, um, I'll write whatever I feel comes to my mind for that particular beat. Boom. And I'm pretty quick with writing stuff, so I'll, I'll get it in the studio boom get it back to him he you know mixes masters it boom and then we have a, a single a proper single so we did that month by month and uh the, the full body work i mean i'm really i'm really proud of of this album a good year like you know it was strange making it because there's so much going on in our personal lives too like you know we're both married men we got kids so it's there's that aspect of it too like people don't really talk about that in hip-hop but you know it's like the the the, the mature parental side of things can in life it, life gets in the way sometimes so you know but we just continue to try to you know push stuff through all the challenges that surround us why do you think music is so disposable now saint oh you dispose well it's a lot easier to put music out now quicker and, you know, there's a lot more it's saturated. There's a lot of artists out there now. It used to be you have to go through a whole process. You go into the studio, the whole process of, you know, putting something out. So there was a lot less artists, which then would also be a, be a you know, smaller pool of people that you would listen to. Now there's just there's so much out there. And it's like, it's basically impossible to probably keep up with, uh, with everything that's going on. I understand that, especially to a casual listener, unless you're somebody who, I mean, lives loves this and you know look look if i've seen i see people like that i see some people keeping up with it which is crazy i see some review sites that like get everything i'm like you must spend 24 hours a day listening to music to, to get all this this is so much out right now um but so you, you kind of have to you have to listen to something and, so, and all of a sudden the next shiny things in front of your face and you got to move on to that next thing this is the way it is there's, there's too much out there not i don't know how you fix that um or should you really um Everybody should be able to put out what they want in you know, what capacity and how quickly they want to put it out. If they want to be a factory and put out a song a day, and I, I personally can't work that way. We put more time into our music, um, but yeah, I think yeah, that's what I think. Am you got you got any opinion on that? Um, I mean, you know, everybody does everything now. I mean, you know, the, like you said, there was a pro. There used to be a process where. You had to get your money up to go to the studio. And when you were in the studio, 
you were working. You didn't have we didn't have uh, pages and phones and stuff like that. So there was all this non you know you had to be specific with your with your intent, with your thought, with your with your process. Now you could buy the latest software, go to your house. You got the laptop right there. You, you know a lot of you know dudes do it old school. You've got the booth in your closet. Boom, people make records <laughs> off of that template right there and it's just like it doesn't really take it doesn't take effort to make music anymore but we still put the effort in okay saying so you produced the majority of the songs but several other producers contributed beats like jake palumbo mm-hmm. little caesar milk crates big stacks how do you guys decide to use production from the outside when you're working on an album or working on music? So basically, when we started <laughs> this, this project and the idea in January, if you notice, I produced basically most of the first half of the album. Uh, and then we started moving into other producers. Um, because we were so in the moment, you don't know what, where life's going to take you. Uh, at the time, uh, then my wife got pregnant and I had my child the next year in January. So later on in the year, things happened within life that made it a little bit harder for me to get in the studio to make beats. So uh, we went to some alternatives and basically just went to people that we already knew and we were cool with and our friends that um, we never really had the opportunity to do this because I, I would always produce the whole album. It was cool to get different sounds uh, from different places. So we just kind of reached out to people that like we worked with before and, um, or maybe on their projects, mm-hmm. it kind of gave the the album a different vibe. Yeah. Okay. Make it moves is a song that sounds like the early to mid nineties to me. It just feels good. The drums, the bass, the horn, all of it. Take me into the creation of that song. Yeah, make it move, make it move. your system LL would approve for when you're front and bullshitting just a little something to bump to grab attention catch a shorty staring convinced to represent it hip-hop in effect you know the vibes gotta stay official come correct in your life sitting off car along spinning the blocks haters hold it quiet in peace they take shots the base of the pound the rich and long type of sound at any time of the day sun up to sundown amped and deserving a crown for being thorough impeccable taste like a fine wine merlot I know you want to be what you see, but need to settle for the view that you find in 3D. Wow. Reaching in touch for trying to really feel it. Just be a fan and not a camera and a man we can't stand. So that, uh, wow. Yeah, so other than what's going on in the hook with the Leaders of New School loop, the whole, the, actually that whole beat is no samples. Um, everything is played out on that. So 
I, I was just like in that mood, in that vibe, where at the time I wanted to do something that sounded almost sample-like, organic, played out. So, and, and that's, that's how the, uh, that, that beat uh, came to be. So now, the, the horn sound is a keyboard or? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Play, played out the sounds organic and authentic, yeah. That's incredible. Saying is a, a mad scientist, kid. You don't even know, you really don't even understand. I guarantee you, like me, I still listen to this day. Like I'll go back and listen to stuff that we've made years ago and I'll catch stuff in the production that I've never heard before. Like, yo, did you? And he'd be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So there's layers, which is so amazing. And, and saying is just like no samples. Everybody samples stuff all the time. My man made a beat that just, it just sounds so clean. Like, tank, man. Yeah, I would say, you know, when I produce, I like to make something that stands on its own, if you're listening to it, and you put, like, MC on top of it rhyming, it takes it to a whole nother level. So, <laughs> you know, that, that's the, the, the recipe. Yeah. <laughs> um, recently, Dante Ross made a statement that every time uh, he hears new music from people that use the term real hip-hop, he despises it. Uh, he says he listens to it and it's just old dated boom bap. What's your opinion on someone like Dante who has contributed to the culture and people in general who view boom bap as old? Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I just had a conversation with someone recently on this. Um, there are legends in this game who do things to stay relevant with things that are continuing to come out in a, in a, in a new age. And some of them know how to do it and it's cool, but some of them obviously don't. And you see that they just, they want to kind of just fit in. And it's just like, that doesn't, that doesn't translate like, First of all, you're messing up your legacy. Um, and second, it's just like, if that's not your lane, like know what your lane is. Obviously, it's good to try new things, but I mean, probably a bad example is Melly Mel's uh, response to um, Eminem. Like, Mel, like, come on. Somebody should have checked him and been like, Mel, come on, son. Like, no. this, You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. My point is legends are... Uh, Sometimes they extend themselves too far, and um, I don't know. It's it's it's. Say, you have anything? To add to well, that? I mean, as far as that statement and what we do, um, and you know, people consider us boom bap. Um, we, if you go back, we've been doing this since what two thousand five, two thousand six, two thousand five. Okay, two thousand six. You go back to our first album. The vibe on that album is pretty similar to what we're still doing. And now we've always kind of kept it very consistent. It's like I would consider more of a good people sound and never just not not just to be the rebel and not follow trends, but we just never follow trends through the through that whole time through decades of when music had changed up and it was you know cool to follow this and this that type of sounds. We always had our own kind of sounds. We keep it that way. That that's what we want to sound like. We don't. Um, we're not looking to, you know, that's somebody's looking for that formula blow. And if 
it's kind of like, okay, we get it our way if we were to happen to blow, uh, you know, in whatever capacity. And that's, this is the sound that we're going to do. And whatever opinions people have on it, if you like it, cool, come aboard. If not, it's not for you. Bam. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> 1,000%. Yeah. It, it's something I struggle with because I don't know what that means. Like, what, what's the alternative to boom bap to me? To, to me, it's just hip hop. But I guess if it's not the, I don't even know what you call it, the, the sound that Future kind of created that. You know what? <laughs> there's there's a lot of people that are doing hip hop and not doing hip hop or coming with hip hop from the soul. You understand what I'm saying? They're doing hip hop. And, in, and, and if you want to think about what hip hop is, it's elements. There's different elements to it. There's no elements evident in any of the hip hop that comes out now. It's just, it's, it's bad music. It's just, a lot of it is misogynistic. It's a lot of it is just nonsense, to be honest with you. Um, I just had a, I was talking to a legend the other day. He remixed a Cardi B song. I'm not going to say his name. He remixed a Cardi B song and it wasn't even really a remix. He just, I think he re- redid the, uh, the beat to um, Major Look by Nas. And then it didn't have some like Cardi B stuff. And he was just like, he was promoting it as like, yo, check this out. And I'm like, yo, this is garbage. Like it's a remake. It's not, it's a recycled beat. And Cardi B is not saying a damn thing on this. Why promote it when it's, it's, it's bad music. And, you know, like I said, people's, people's opinions of, of music are subjective. You know what I'm saying? But, at the same time, there's got to be a limit. And that's what I'm saying. There's not, there's no limits and standards to a lot of things now. People are just doing hip hop and not feeling from the soul. And, you know, there's a certain way, certain way you talk, certain way you carry yourself, certain way you think. That's what hip hop is. A lot of people aren't about that feeling. You know, do you, does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. Where did the divide happened because there was a guy who went viral. He tweeted, uh, it was a video of Eric being Rakim. I ain't no joke. And his comment was people born before 1987 will tell you this is real hip hop. The shit is trash. This is Eric being Rakim, right? People ripped him a new asshole, but, but how, how old was this kid with this? Was this person? Don't know. But I assume he's a kid, right? Okay, right. And I, and, and he, he's an MC, he's a rapper, and his music was trash. Like, it was so bad. Uh, but regardless of that, I don't think he's alone in that thought. You know what's interesting? I feel it's like generational new, new people or, you know, somebody who's younger is not going to understand music of the past. But I look back, you know, and I like music from decades before I was around. Uh-huh. So, you know, I don't, I'm trying to figure, yeah, I'm trying to figure out where that is, where I'm like, look, maybe you don't have to listen to it on the daily, but this guy, I mean, if you're somebody who's young listening to music now, you've got to res- at least listen to something, you know, that, and you relate to it and like, oh, that's cool. That's, that's from, even if it was before you were born or, or any time before that. So yeah, I, I'm not really sure why that is either. And they, they can't appreciate it. Yeah, that's my question. At some point, something happened or it never was there where specifically in hip hop, we've lost respect for the past. 
I don't sit around. I'm not going to sit here and say I played the Cold Crush Brothers, the, the tapes. I never heard them. But I would go back and listen if it was available to me. I won't I just speak to that. Analog yeah. versus digital. That whole switch, analog, you had to be there. You had to be hands-on. Once digital came around, it was like, oh, I don't really have to be as hands-on. I, I have the materials sitting around me right here. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything now. You, you, you don't have to. But on the flip side, it's easier to hear more stuff. Like digitally? Positive and negative, yes. See? It's a positive and negative, but the, the negative is this. It's it's crazy, man. It's crazy. And then you throw the, the AI stuff into it. We're not even going to get into that. Yeah, nah. You know, it's, it's, it's wild, man. But, like, getting back to, 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 you know, to us, like, we shut all that out. We make music that we like. Um, we hope you'll appreciate. Or for those that just want to rock with us, that's fine. Like, we're both family men. We're adults. This is not, you know, 1992 <laughs> hip-hop for us. Like, we're still making good music, but we're older now. We're mature men. You know, um, husbands. It's, it's, it's different, but we continue to make that stuff that makes us feel good. You know, that warms the soul. You know, I know uh, from the sampling era, like, the main reason why we love samples so much is because it makes you feel a certain way. The notes, the way the notes are played. And then, you know, when you when you flip these different things and it's it's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. But I just I, I hate to see it being abused and 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 just sold, man. Like, have some integrity about your shit, period. You but, know, you know, quickly going back to, you know, somebody now going back to 87 and saying something that sounds trash, whatever. But especially in hip hop. There's a lot of skill involved in the lyricism part. It has to evolve. Like, it should get better over time. You should be better now than somebody in 1987. You had all this time to improve it and make it better. And that's, right. I mean, although, technically, you look at it, you compare something that's on the radio now, it's not better. Um, there, was, I would say there was stuff that got better than that into the 90s, and it started to kind of, like, plateau and then kind of go back down to – the, the music changed. It wasn't about, it wasn't really about lyrics and flow. It, 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 I, and it almost to the point where, when does it get to, and I know there's different kind of subgenres like drill, trap, whatever, to hip hop, where it's not even really, it's not hip, called hip hop anymore. Now, like how far away from that do you have to go to the point where this is a totally different kind of music? You know, I, I don't listen to much, uh, just maybe I'm in the barbershop or somewhere and I listen to stuff that's considered Hip hop, and I'm like, this is this is music. But I don't, I don't know if this is this really hip hop though. You know, it's so, it's gotten so far away from it, and that's fine. That that it's a different kind of music. It's not for me. Who it's for somebody else. I just don't know if that's should be considered hip hop when once now gotten to a certain point. It's because somebody talking on a great point. A lot of great points, man. I wow. think it's it's it, those are sub genres of rap music. I would say there's rhyming involved. <laughs> But songwriting, yes, yeah. But, but you make an excellent point about getting better or being better. You're supposed to improve upon. Mm -hmm. I don't know if any of these kids can say they're better than Rock Kim in 1987. Right now, look, hold up. Wait, I have another example for you. Tretch, 
and Farrah March, Lil Baby, Little Yachty. How do we get from way up there, lyrical standard, all the way down here to where you mumbling and you can't understand what they're saying? And it's like chants. Like, how does that get to be the norm acceptable? I'm just, I'm still really trying to figure it out. So you have something that comes from 87 and it branched out to a Pharaoh March or somebody, you know, who well, say is better than them, but, you know, paying for what, you know, whatever. And then that was the, like a branch from that. I don't see how where they're at now is came off the same branch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, exactly. it's, it's so different. Here, to where it's got, it should be something, maybe call something different. Here's my theory, and then we can move on from this. Um, <laughs> and this is not disrespect. When the music went to the West Coast, it it wasn't about lyrics and flow. It, I mean, it was, but it was more storytelling, more uh, dropping game, like two shows. And it was definitely more simplified. More simplified. It wasn't like a rock Kim, a G rap, a King. Mm-hmm. It was different. And they blew up with it. Goes to the South. It's the same thing. It's it's not about flows and being witty and things of that nature. It's telling the stories of the streets in a simplistic way. The Midwest, kind of a mixture, you know. Um, so these people come up off of that. I, another tweet I saw a guy I follow, I can't think of his name right now, but he said, you can talk about Run DMC and EPMD, blah, blah, blah. But I was raised off of this. And it was some dude from New Orleans I never even heard of. <laughs> you know, that, that's a point, too, where, yeah, these people, especially the New York area, they're like, West Coast sucks, the Southern stuff sucks, this and that. And I've been told, and it makes sense, but people from that region, if you come for that region, you know, and I, when I think about it, any West Coast stuff I like is kind of East Coast sounding. You know, somebody who, who came off that side a little bit East Coast, that's where we came from. If you come from that region, you would understand that music more, that feel, that vibe that we, that we just don't get. And, and I'd say, well, the way around, maybe people that's down in the South, like, get that Northeast shit. I don't get, they, right. that's totally different vibe. We, we just, we're just not going to get it. I've seen people from the South say, I don't listen to Timberland music. You know, <laughs> like they, that's what they refer to. Yeah. Coast boom bap as. It's like. I remember somebody from the West Coast, so like, I can't listen to most deaf with that accent. To us, it doesn't sound like an accent, but to them. Wow. wow. The way he speaks sounds that's, like, it's true. Think about crazy. some of the West. The way West Coast, some of them pronounce certain words to us is weird. Same thing to them. They're like, I, I can't listen to that. It's weird to them. Wow. <laughs> insane. 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 Okay. Uh, MSK, oh, on the song support groups, mm-hmm. you speak on people that feel hopeless and you give your words of support to them. Have you ever personally been inspired to do better by a song from another musician? And if so, Give us the background on the song and the situation. Peace to everybody going through it, making their way every day, trying to make the time put in pay, trying to elevate to that level of peace. The soul needs amidst the chaos out here bugging. Want to speak to that right now? As we go a little something like this. So many lives are like bare knuckle fights. 
it's in the cold When thin lines are crossed Then the temper's hard to control Misunderstood when your living's not good Hard plenty Forced to break a penny To feed family endlessly Seen or heard never so they loot Hung up on losing Cause they life's on a loop And block from getting off the scoop And feeling cornered Products of the environment Forgotten not wanted So what you want me to do? The steady theme When the rules on everything Keep you back from getting cream Living on schemes is means to getting ends met Violations can get a stupid grin check Watch your step like a step show video Focus on your business and life and let the silly go Just talk what you know and grow steadily wise Command attention for good and aim to energize I got full support for you but you have none for me No matter either way I'm crushing shit undoubtedly That's why thoughts are free but I'm a little surprised How you were lacking support for me Oh man, um, that's a very hard question. But there's so many different, uh, so many different choices to go with. Um, I mean, James Brown was in my house constantly, and you know, I didn't understand because I grew up in the suburbs. But I had a very you had I had soul in my house, and um, listening to James Brown and everything he was talking about, I just the energy was crazy. First of all, and it was just like wow, he's always talking about being better. You know what I'm saying? And like, I never really saw like, like super hardship, like how he came up, you know what I'm saying? But still, still black man in America. So it's just like, wow, this is crazy. And then as you get older, that forms you. You know what I'm saying? It forms, and plus obviously then hip hop, James Brown, hip, all over hip hop. You know what I'm saying? So I would have to say a lot of songs by James Brown, but there are other songs over the years like that, I don't know. It's it, there's too many too too many to to mention. Okay. Twenty three followers is a song that talks about the true diehard fans. Why was it important for you to shout out those fans on Wax? Shout to all the early supporters of independent artists, the day ones who consistently like posts. Leave dope comments and feedback, purchase music, purchase merch, and are loyal supporters long before the real success kicks in. They pay attention, cause they love what you do. So we say, I love my 23 followers, the diehards in my corner that are hollering, digging everything that I drop, they go and cop it, they feel the resonation of soul and wanna knock it. So we say, I love my 23 followers, the genuine with support who really rock with you, lock to everything that you're doing and really honor you, even though you're not well known and bringing drama through. Everybody wants the world to see them for something special, supported by the millions or more and be a draw, looking for the lights and action with the money, the status of celebrity no holes to run free too many most that's a fantasy out of touch to really be it but they still believe it see i do it cause it lines my soul and keeps sanity a heavy with delivering skill without the vanity but I'm lacking the mass appeal. I don't connect with the unreal feelings cause I feel things. But see the vibe that I ride, stick and resonate with certain people that bond and relate. Not enough to level up and stack money and wait. But the people who believe in your brand and see your greatness. The heavy number of few who focus in on what you do every time long support you. So we say, I love my 23 followers. The diehards in my corner that are hollering. Digging everything that I drop, they go and cop it. They feel the resonance. Nation of soul and wanna knock it. So we say, I love a 23 followers. The genuine with support and really rock with you. Lock to everything that you're doing and really honor you. Even though you're not well known and bring 
Um, a lot of people in this business are dreamers. They're, they believe they take themselves too seriously and they're not as I think talented as they think they are. And they blow themselves up to be whatever. And then you have the whole bot game or whatever. But for us, since we do things organically, we notice that there's certain people. And obviously, you know, we've never had like Drake support and stuff like that. But we've had fans that we can recall just everything that we have done, they have somehow, some way. And those people are few. The people that really, really support what you do, regardless of what anybody else thinks, you build up a, 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 a following of people who regularly support what you do. And I just happen to put a number on it, 23. It's not that 23 doesn't really mean specifically 23 followers, but just basically shout out to all the people that go and buy your merch. Um, they uh, uh, repost your stuff on their pages, uh, use your music in their post. Like that little stuff is, it's, I have so much gratitude for that. The piggyback about that almost in every instance, it's never a close friend or a family member. You notice too. Absolutely. Uh, you know, people, <laughs> and that's what people, they always, you know, post like, Oh, your friends, you know, I don't get the support. You're not coming out to the shows. I honestly do to like, to the point, don't expect that. No, <laughs> close friends, family. It's, it's Not people, at all. Well, maybe it's people you became friends with later on because of this. It wasn't somebody who was previously a friend or a family right. that close of a follower. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, a good year is out on vinyl. How can people uh, pick up that album? That right now is on... GetOnDown.com. GetOnDown.com uh, exclusively right now. Selling off of there. That's through the label um, Next Level we work with. Uh, they, so you can get it off through there. Oh, the album will soon be available. Uh, it is available. By the way, it's available now on uh, streaming digitally. That too. And oh. uh, also um, our, our, our friend, Justin AE Productions in, in London, they're going to be handling the um, the uh, UK distribution uh, for the Goodyear album. So uh, stay tuned on information on that. Also, the Goodyear album was remixed digitally by our friends, the Milk Break Crew. They took all the acapellas that we put up on Facebook, I mean, on, on our Bandcamp page, and remixed the whole album. So that's available now on our uh, Bandcamp page and Milk Break's uh, Bandcamp page as well. Okay. Well, last question. When are we going to hear the next Good People album? And will it be the same formula? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we, we, we can't answer that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and honestly, I'm on a slight hiatus right now, to be quite honest. Um, but we, this is happened before <laughs> so um you know maybe, maybe it's good maybe it's good to give people a little break listen to what we got out now it'd be, kind of, it'd be kind of exciting when we come back out yeah <laughs> cool all right saint m ski thank you for joining the realhiphop.com podcast thank you for having us thank you oh if you don't know you can follow us on instagram at the good people hip-hop 
right? All right. Peace. Peace. Right now we should start the show.